Dear Moriarty, you grasp at thin air. There is a natural order to these things, and no matter how you scream and flail, the inevitable will come to pass. This is the most satisfactory solution to our many years of jousting. I will mark the occasion of your drop by raising a glass and toasting the end of plague and menace. Far too many times have you evaded me. Far too many times have you shown me a clean pair of heels. But this is the end of you. Mr. Moriarty, I must go. This air is far too thick for my constitution. Please forgive me, Sherlock Holmes. You see before you a beaten man. I bow to your winning hand. Your words will not sway the inevitable outcome, so cast all thoughts of leniency to one side. I concur, and will take my punishment. But as you see, I am past my best and infirm. I am belittled. I no longer have the ability to fasten my own bootlaces. That a man who once sent shivers throughout the known world should be reduced to this canker you see before you is the final humiliation. Look upon me with mercy, Sherlock Holmes, please. It would not do to have your trip on your way to the gallows. How fitting that you would kneel before me. Now, let me see how you fare against Cayenne. I knew that you would be susceptible to my plea much more than you are to your 7% solution. The solution, dear Moriarty, is in my hands. What is your preference, saber or foil, or do you have a persuader concealed about your person? When I cut you deep, dear Jeremy, please do not cry. A man should never shed tears. It appears, Mr. Holmes, I have drawn first blood. Well, I just popped in to see if there was anything you needed. It is over now, Sherlock Holmes. Rest well. I will take my leave of you forever, as I set sail to a new world, a new life, a new alias. But you are Moriarty. Am I? These rooms are a little sparse. <laughs> Holmes! Watson. I came as soon as I... What abnormality is this? Watson. Is it really you? My Watson. Holmes, what on earth has happened? Here, let me help you. Soon have you back on your feet, old boy. Still the caring, Watson. Of course. I rushed here as soon as I received the telegram from Faulkner. Faulkner? It's not like you forgot his name, Holmes. Uh, forgive me, my friend, but my mind is in a fog. Please go on. Well, when we vacated these rooms, Miss Hudson, by the way of retiring, sold the property to a young chemist by the name of Faulkner. He's a reputable fellow and is building quite a reputation for himself. His name is spoken of in glowing terms. Faulkner. You seem perplexed, old boy. I was ruminating on how I came to be here back in our old haunt. I can't say I'm entirely sure of the details. Faulkner said you almost removed the paint from the door banging with your fists. You demanded he afford you entrance. 
And yet, I have no recollection of the incident whatsoever. And he went on to say that he saw the state of high anxiety that you were in, and was compassionate enough to accommodate you, letting you rest on the sofa where I find you now. How gracious of Mr. Faulkner. Mm, yes. And where is Mrs. Hudson? Uh, sadly, uh, she died. Uh, almost two years ago. It was that abominable winter. How uh, sad. And you have no recollection of any of this? Annoyingly not. Watson, would you be so kind enough to tell me the time, please? Why, it's close on 7.45. And the day? The day? Amuse me. Be kind enough to tell me the day and the date. It is Wednesday, the 10th of April, 1912. I see. Holmes, your hand. Stay yourself, dear doctor. It is a trifle and nothing more.